Hey everyone, Matt here from the Choir Director Corner Podcast. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've gotten a lot of value out of being a listener, could you do me a quick favor and please go leave a nice, shiny five-star review in whatever platform you're using to listen to the podcast? Not only would I be greatly appreciative of that, this will also help other choir directors find the podcast. And that's one of the big goals is to reach as many people as we can. So thanks so much for being a listener and let's get on with the show. Do your singers love Halloween? Like my singers, not only do they love Halloween, they are crazy about Halloween. So this year I wanted to do something a little bit different that combined music with my singers love of Halloween. And so in today's episode, I'm going to tell you about the activity that I created that did just that. Now, this episode is going to be one where you're going to want to listen to it, start to generate some ideas, and then stash them in that filing cabinet in the back of your brain for when it gets to next Halloween. Let's get into it. Here we go. And welcome, my friends, to the Choir Director Corner Podcast. My name is Matt Walker. I am your host. Thanks so much for stopping by and joining me for today's episode. Well, as I said in the intro, I've got some singers in my choirs that are crazy about Halloween. And the reason why I know this is that I often do a question of the day and started to, you know, just sort of inquire about, you know, what was their favorite Halloween candy and what was their favorite Halloween movie and their favorite Halloween costume that they wore growing up. And usually there's a little bit of discussion with our question of the days, but boy, I tell you, they were so excited. Uh, and I had students sharing that typically did not share as, as part of the question of the day. And so I could really sense uh, this, the excitement and the joy and their love of the Halloween holiday. And so I began to think about what kind of activity I might create this year that would engage not only their love of Halloween, but uh, also their interest in music as well. And so the activity that I came up with was Halloween Music Jeopardy. So much like the game of Jeopardy, there are questions. And so uh, I'm going to tell you about that process of how I created this activity and just sort of the steps that I took doing that. And then how we uh, ended up playing the game. And it was a huge success. My choirs loved it. And so I'm guessing your choirs are going to love it as well. So sort of the main idea that I had was to create some categories, some questions. And each question was essentially going to be, I was going to play uh, a snippet or an excerpt of a song sort of related to Halloween. And so the then the first team that uh, raised their hand in this case and answered correctly 
would then, in Jeopardy fashion, get a set of points, 100, 200, 300, and etc. And so then at the end, uh, the team that had the most points, uh, I had brought some pieces of Halloween candy. And so then whoever won was going to get uh, first choice as far as what candy they wanted. And really, that became secondary. It was all about bragging rights. Uh, (laughs) It ended up in this activity. So I was kind of surprised uh, a little bit about that because they're pretty excited about candy. But anyway, getting into my process. So the first thing that I did was I did a Google search um, because I am... I love Halloween, but I am not crazy about super scary movies. And so I just wanted to remind myself of the popular scary movies and the classic ones. Um, Some of the things that maybe my own kids watched uh, for Halloween uh, as they've been growing up over the past several years. And just to sort of gather some ideas. And then once I had gathered ideas, I would start to then come up with some categories. Categories, And so with the categories, what I ended up with are five categories. Uh, I did a category of classic scary movies because a lot of my singers, again, I'm, I'm dealing with teenagers here. A lot of them know the more recent movies, but not so many of them know like the real classic standard scary movies. Or maybe they're not as familiar with the music, right? So I wanted to do uh, a category that was maybe a little bit more old school. So classic scary movies. And then I did a category of funny Halloween movies. And you could, you know, humorous Halloween movies. I did funny Halloween movies. And then I did a category of kids Halloween. Both movies, but then also TV. So that includes some of those TV specials that maybe they would have watched uh, growing up for Halloween. And my kiddos, uh, being in ninth grade and third grade, um, I'm fairly familiar with those, a lot of the popular things. So getting them to sort of remember back a little bit to some of those things. Then I did a category of music from scary TV shows. And then finally, I did uh, a Halloween songs playlist. So songs just outside of movies and TV, uh, but songs that uh, were very much could be related to Halloween in some way. So for instance, for this playlist, you know, uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller, uh, Monster Mash, yeah. Um, And so, you know, really all you have to do is do uh, a Google search and uh, you're going to be able to come up with a lot of these ideas as far as uh, Halloween movies, TV shows, and then also songs ideas. Now, instead of using YouTube for these things, I didn't want to have to deal with ads. And so I created playlists via Spotify. Now, this was actually the activity that prompted me to finally uh, go ahead and upgrade my Spotify to Spotify premium. Uh, And I was able to get two months free. So I may not even keep it. um, But it was uh, incredibly helpful not having to stop every so often and listen to their ads and not having to deal with um, 
Spotify, you know, sort of choosing things on playlists to play for me. No, I wanted specific songs and the ability to play uh, specific songs when I wanted to. And so that actually is is the thing that finally got me uh, updating to Spotify Premium. But again, if you go to Spotify and you upgrade, uh, you get two months free. So I may just decide to cancel it uh, after this. But it was incredibly uh, helpful using Spotify uh, to create these playlists. And so I essentially did uh, a playlist for each of these categories. So I had five separate playlists and I just did a simple search for the songs that I was looking for. And almost always I was able to quickly find what I was looking for and then add it to my playlist. So Then the last thing I had to do prior to uh, meeting with my choirs was to create a chart. And so I created my own chart just on a standard piece of paper where I did for each category, I decided, okay, for $100 on the classic uh, scary movies, I was going to play the theme for Halloween. And so then I chose uh, what song for my playlist would be 200, 300, 400, and 500. And so I did that for all of my five categories. So when we played the game as a group, each team, and again, I had three teams, and each team then decided, okay, well, I would like classic scary movies for 300. So then I would look at my chart that I had created, and I would see, oh, okay, that's the main theme from Poltergeist. And so then I was just sitting with my laptop, had Spotify pulled up, uh, plugged into our speaker system with an aux cord, and then I would go to the playlist, and then I would select that song, and then, then I would play it. And so then once then someone raised their hand from one of the groups, I would hit pause and then allow them to answer. And then if they didn't know it, then I would continue to play it until um, someone from one of the teams then uh, came up with the correct uh, correct idea or the correct response. Yeah. Now, I did have a couple that especially of the old school ones um, that. Uh, that they did not get, uh, for instance, um, they were not able to get the theme from The Exorcist. And so, you know, I let it play for a while. You know, I would let it go probably a couple minutes. And then if no one then knew the answer, knew what the song was, then I would go on. Now, for the songs, typically, like from movies, I would be using the main theme, unless there was a song that I thought uh, from the movie or the TV show where they might know a particular song a little bit better than the actual sort of main theme that was listed in Spotify. You know, one example was Hocus Pocus with the song with the witches, uh, I Put a Spell on You. It's like, okay, that's pretty recognizable. So that was the one I used for Hocus Pocus. Now, for some of them, maybe it was a little too obvious. Now, for the TV, the kids' TV specials, uh, one of them was uh, uh, Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. So instead of the typical uh, Snoopy, the Peanuts theme, what I used was one of the songs from the show. It's the music where uh, Snoopy is traveling through the pumpkin patch and then he rises as the Great Pumpkin out of the pumpkin patch. That was the song that I used instead. So still very familiar, but not quite so 
obvious. So, you know, you might give some thought. Do you use the main theme or there maybe is there another song uh, from the movie or the TV show that might be a little bit more recognizable if you don't think the main theme, uh, if they will get, is there another one from the movie? or the TV show, that would make it a little bit easier. So I try to balance the difficulty level a little bit. But I just created that chart, and then that was really the last bit of preparation. Then all I really needed to do was on our whiteboard, I made sort of the Jeopardy game board. So I listed the five categories at the top, and then I did just 100, 200, 300, 400, 500, just with marker. And so then when they uh, selected a particular number and category just with my marker then I just crossed that out and that was how we kept track of which questions quote-unquote questions and categories were selected now the very last thing then to keep score um, the one thing I did a little bit different than Jeopardy I didn't penalize them if they answered incorrectly so I just uh, awarded points based on the group that was uh, going to answer correctly and so so then just on uh, index cards, I put 100, 200, 300, 400, 500. And then when they answered correctly, then I handed them one of the cards with the uh, associated points total. So then that is how we kept score. So at the very end, I said to each group, okay, go ahead and bring your stack of cards forward. And so then I could easily count uh, the point totals for each group. And then I could say, okay, this group, you get your first pick out of the Halloween candy bowl. And again, they were happy about the candy, but they are super competitive. And so it was much more about the bragging rights. But this was an activity that they just loved. And again, it's related to music and their music knowledge, but it's also um, very much getting into their love of Halloween. Now, as far as things that I would do differently, I think the only thing that I would do would be to develop some sort of clicker system. So, you know, on the game show Jeopardy, when they want to ring in, they have a clicker, right? And then that shows uh, who rang in first. So there were a couple of times where it got a little bit disputed as far as <laughs> which group raised their hand first to answer a question. So... So I think that next time I would go ahead and um, develop some sort of clicker system. And I know there are a couple of things that are out there where you can uh, do that electronically. Um, I didn't allow them to use their phones because I didn't want them Googling. Plus, um, I also was limiting them to five seconds. So once they decided to answer, they were limited to five seconds just so I could keep things moving. Um, but maybe next time with each group, I will allow one phone per group. Um, and then that would allow them to electronically sort of ring in. So I'm going to think about that before uh, I do something for next year. But everything else went very smoothly. They loved it. And it was great to incorporate uh, music into their uh, sort of their uh, love of Halloween. And I was surprised. There were a few that, uh, that they got. Like, like I had mentioned, The Exorcist. They didn't uh, guess that theme. Um, there were a couple of other ones uh, that they didn't get. But then there were other ones that I was surprised that they got immediately.
of the funny movies, uh, funny Halloween movies, one of them was Young Frankenstein. And one of them had been in a show choir ensemble that used that song. And within four seconds, they had that one. And The Shining was another one. Again, a pretty well-known movie. But if you know that theme song, it's got sort of a brass ensemble at the very beginning, which could be just about anything. And again, within three seconds, I was super surprised someone had that one as well. So uh, you'll be surprised as to what your singers may not be as familiar with, but what they know right off the bat. Those singers that just love their Halloween movies and TV shows and just songs that related to Halloween. Well, that's it for today's episode, my friends. Now remember, take this episode and stash it in that filing cabinet in your brain so that when we get closer to next Halloween, you can take these ideas and create your own fun music Halloween activity to use with your choirs. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you next week. Are you looking for resources that will save you time and frustration? Want to dive deeper into topics related to your teaching? Then check out the Choir Director Corner Community Membership over at ChoirDirectorCorner.com forward slash membership. Membership.